T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. by Ferguson, hold by Martin, kick by Bass is on the way, and it is no good, no good wide to the right. I felt overall it started up front. We allowed them to be a two-dimensional offense in the run game in particular and hit some big runs on us, and that was not like us throughout the other parts of the season. I don't think it's a big change. I think it's just, again, we've got to find a way to score one more point than they do. And every season, if you don't win, it's, it's a failed season. That's the nature of the business. You know, there's one happy team at the end of the season, really. And when it's not you, and you're so close, it just it sucks. You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio. 550. Very much a uh, them's the breaks vibe in post game from the Bills. Jeremy White, Sneaky Jody Biasi, good Monday morning. Buffalo Bills football Monday is brought to you by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest.com. And joining us on the Western Hotline is Mr. Sal Capaccio. Good morning, Sal. Good morning, guys. Not a great morning, I guess, but, um, you know. It's a tough one, obviously, in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. The You know, it's funny. We had somebody ask, what's this one titled? And I don't know what yeah. the answer is. I, I, I don't feel like the, the field goal kick defines the game really at all. I don't know how you felt about it, Sal. I felt like a, a made kick from Bass was a death sentence. I don't know how much faith you could have that their defense could stop Mahomes with that much time and two times two, two timeouts. Like, so, you know, they missed the kick. To me, it was like, all right, well, it ended now instead of in five minutes when they were going to line up for a 27-yarder or whatever it might be. Um, but whatever, it didn't have to happen that way. What, what To you, as you zoom out, what is the game to be remembered for? Um, The inability to stop the Kansas City Chiefs pretty much at all the whole game and having to just completely you know, not make any mistakes on offense. And then they did make a couple of mistakes, and they – basically added up to losing the game. Uh, so that's, to me, when I when I think back at this game, I think at about basically the fact that they had, you just said it, Jeremy, like there was no faith, right? If you make the field goal, what real faith do you have that Patrick Mahomes is going to be stopped when it just hadn't happened all game? I mean, they got gashed on the ground badly. And the defensive line was not there the whole game. Zero sacks. Two quarterback hurries, hundred and six something yards of carry. I mean, that really to me was what controlled the game and did not allow the Bills to really be in control until after the first couple series, maybe. Now, that said, it's not completely on them. Of course not. Drop passes, right? That's what I'll think about. I mean, that, that Stefan Diggs drop was literally right in front of me. 
And that's just a catch that he normally makes and he should make. So those little things, you know, you, you always want to kind of blame it on something, pin it on something. I think there was all those things. But to me, and, and again, I mean, the injuries, of course, hurt. They're not an excuse, but they are a reason. I mean, you know, when you're going in and you have to have A.J. Klein covering Travis Kelsey and you have to ha- have you have the depleted group that you have, but they weren't depleted up front. And um, and that hurt, you know. You gotta be, you gotta be able to stop them a little bit more. They just could not stop them all night. Sal, the offense. Let's start with the offense. I know you went to the defense. We'll get there, but you know, Josh Allen plays a game that I think most people are happy with. You mentioned the throw to Diggs that was there. He had throws to Sherfield that were there, but the lack of a downfield passing game. Maybe yeah. it's not that big of a surprise because it had been a couple months like this where the offense gets by, but the passing game is not where it normally has been. And to me, I don't know, it seems like something they should want to fix going forward. I mean, injuries are in there, but just execution of a downfield passing game, this was throughout the game. It was very clear they had nothing down the field. Yeah, the Chiefs had eight plays of 20 yards or more. And if you look at those plays, it's their their longest plays were Mahomes passed to Valdez Scantling. Mahomes passed to Valdez Scantling. Mahomes passed to Kelsey. Right? You, these are these are their top plays. The Bills had. Do you guys know how many plays the Bills had of more than twenty yards? 20 zero yards or more. They had zero. Zero. And in fact, their two longest plays were Josh Allen runs of eighteen yards and sixteen yards. Otherwise, fifteen yards was their longest offensive play outside of Josh Allen run. So it underscores your point. You're right. It hasn't been there for a while, Jeremy. You're right about that, um, for sure. You, know, you want to fix it going forward. But right now, I mean, we're sitting here on January 22nd. There's no fixing it for tomorrow. There's no fixing it for next week, right? These are big-picture discussions that we're going to have over the next several months. Things are going to change. Um, it hurt them, I think, in the second half of the year, but they were finding ways to win because they leaned on their defense and they made a few critical plays when they needed to. They won some close games. You play a team like the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and you give them what they're trying to do on offense, you got to be able to have a response. They just couldn't do that. And when teams are nickel and dime, what do we say all the time when that happens? Hey, teams are going to force the Bills to be nickel and dime, nickel and dime, you know, and eventually they'll make a mistake. And, and they did in this game. And, you know, and, and I don't think they played a really bad offensive game. They made some mistakes, but Josh was very good. They ran the ball really well in the first half. That's another thing that happened. They just couldn't run the ball in the second half. They were controlling and dominating the line of scrimmage in the run game in the first half. Over five yards of carry. Second half, like less than three and a half yards of carry. So, yeah, th- those things all mattered when it came time to trying to make a play in the second half, and they couldn't do it. Well, then that was their downfall, right, Sal? Like Once the run game was the Chiefs kind of cue in on that a little bit, and I-, I noticed that they started to play more one high safety than they especially did yep. in the first half. And at that point, it's, okay, time for your receivers to make some plays down the field or else you're going to have nothing. I mean, if, if they're going to continue to stop the run. And that's one where, you know, you don't expect Diggs to be a part of this, but he is, where you need your, you just needed your receivers to make plays. And they didn't have the guys out there to do it. Yeah, it's been the question we've had all year, right? Which is, which is it? Is there something going on with the design and the concept? Is it the players, you know, not getting separation? I think we can all kind of look at all of it, but I think this game underscored the separation point. And even when you, so and Josh had to be, 
kind of pinpoint accurate on some of those. And he kind of was, right? I mean, I think, I guess the, the Sherfield one where he dove, you could say it wasn't the greatest pass. I mean, I still think it was a very catchable ball. He put it in a really good spot for him to kind of have to just kind of move away from the defender a little bit. I understand he had to dive. It hit him in the hands as he's diving. He had it. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Allen's, I mean, I'm sorry, Stefan Diggs. I mean, you can't have a better ball than that over the shoulder. And that's one that Stefan has to come up with. So when they had their shots, Josh put it in the spot. And then, of course, at the end of the game, <clears throat> it's just unfortunate that, you know, Josh couldn't get into that throw. I know a lot of people are talking about having Stefan over the middle, and I get it. Like, but Josh saw, you know, you say, well, look at Stefan Diggs was open. You know who else was open? Khalil Shakir. You know, and if Josh hits him, that's a touchdown, and you want to score. And I know you want to ideally score with no time left, but he ha- he saw him, he had him, and he just he just couldn't step into the throw to make it. You know, Sal, as we kind of marry all these ideas together, uh, for me, it's about the kind of game they wanted here. And McDermott talked about keeping Mahomes off the field. They won time of possession. They ran almost twice as many plays as Kansas City did. They wanted to run the ball. They wanted to be a ball control team. And like this is represented to me in 10 run calls on second and four or less, where if you're trying to get something going in the passing game, you're trying to get one of these big 20-yard plays, what better time than second and two? And the Bills on 13 second and fours or less ran it 10 times. Like To me, the game plan was conservative. You know, We talk about fourth down calls a lot. But all in all, it was a very conservative game plan, trying to keep Mahomes off the field, trying to keep the game close, and ultimately limited themselves. They had a, they had a season low eight possessions in this game, so it's it's part roster and personnel, and it's part approach. They did get the game they wanted out of this, right? And look, I yes, and and they lost the game, and and I don't disagree with you, Jeremy. Like when you do that, you leave little margin for error, right? And then they had the error, and that, and I think that's the overall issue. But I also understand the point of why you'd want to do that considering you have such a depleted defense. I'm like, hey, if we can control this game and not turn the ball over, not put our defense on the field against Patrick Mahomes, we'll have a chance. The problem is you bring in the fact that it becomes such a tougher game for margin of error. Um, And they did a good job mostly on those runs. I think in the second half, obviously, that was when it started to bite them a little bit. And then even on... You know, the second half and the, and the couple of first down runs, they, they ran the ball early on first down. And it, you know, the right after they get the touchback, bam, they're back behind the sticks, like second and what, 13 or something like that. There's a run there, right? They get down in the, with two minutes left. There was a run that didn't go anywhere. Maybe it was a pass to James Cook, like a short one, um, either one. But they now you, you make it tougher on yourself. So, yes, I, I agree. They We could definitely criticize they just made it too conservative and that gave them little margin for error. But if you step back, I understand why you wanted that game. You wanted that game to be like that because you had a depleted defense and you probably didn't have a ton of faith that you're going to just stop Patrick Mahomes all night. So if you can control the game and end the and end drives with scores and give them less time to have the ball, then you're giving yourself maybe a, a more of an opportunity to win. So I, I could see that part of it, but I just think it gave you too less margin of an error. Was was a lot of the depletion, Sal, and the struggles on defense from the linebackers in this game, in your opinion? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, it just seemed like there were way too many runs that got out to the second level. I, Joe, I- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I mean, it's hard for me to say without re-watching the game, but I'll say yeah. I just I don't know where the D-line was. Like, this D-line was so good most of the year, and they were... They, they couldn't get any pressure on Mahomes, and I don't know if they were the ones getting beaten in the run game or if the linebackers weren't getting there, um, but it just seemed like there were way too many holes. They ran that. They, they look like the Bills, how they run left to right a lot of times in that, that little pull, and, and um, you know Pacheco just had so much room, it seemed like. Every time he ran, he got to the second level, and then you're trying to make tackles. They missed a few tackles, too. you got to make tackles. They had a couple times that they did get close to Mahomes, especially early in the game, didn't get him down. Um, so probably, Joe, but... I think the other part was there were a few times where you saw like Travis Kelsey, you know, um, you, you know, you, maybe you have AJ Klein on him, or there's a little busted coverage. You know, the, the Chiefs knew the Chiefs knew the Bills had some depletion there, and they attacked in certain times. And then, um, so yeah, it's tough to say. I I think that if you have Terrell Bernard, maybe a play here or a play there goes differently. I'm not sure. I'm more disappointed in the defensive line production and the lack of defensive line production after what we saw this year because they weren't injured, they weren't hurt. Do you, you know the not that you get a ton of tackles from a D line anyway, right? You don't normally get a ton of tackles, but only one defensive lineman had more than one tackle, and that was Von Miller who had two. That was it. Yeah, that is. I don't know if there's a trend from that that you can even take. It's almost maybe a, a coincidence. I don't know, but it is. Is that not three games in a row where the Bills have been eliminated and we're wondering where the defensive line was? I mean, that certainly, Sal, was the case Cincinnati against Cincinnati. And they played a bunch of backups, and we thought they would yeah. have their day, and they, they didn't. And we remember that they reacted to the 13-second the game where they couldn't get to Mahomes by signing Von Miller. So right. it's three years in a row where that's a, that's a unit that they, they invest in and has had success. And the day after the season ends, we're kind of wondering where they were. It's crazy too because if we all said to each other, "Hey, what's been the you know let's rank how good the units have been this year," they'd be at the top of the list, right? They've been so good all year. They've been leaning on them, and I think going into this game, even I remember kind of thinking and saying in pregame, maybe, "Hey, you know what? The linebackers are depleted. You got a couple injuries in the secondary, but you know what? You got a good D line, and they're at home, and you have weak tackles, tackles that at least have been pretty weak at times, I should say, for the Chiefs." I just thought that that group would be able to. It, if not dominate up front, at least really make it tough on Kansas City, and that never happened. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. We'll get some calls in with Sal. Justin in Maryland. Hey, Justin. 
Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, by mm-hmm. the way, if this game doesn't prove we need a, to draft a wide receiver in the first round, then nothing will. But that's for a conversation for another day. Uh, why we lost, honestly, to me, first, we need to stop taking the ball out of Josh's hands in critical end-game situations. If you're going to run, the only person that should be running at those moments is Josh. On the last few critical drives, Cook is losing yards or picking up one or two yards, putting our offense in a really tough position. Josh is your best runner in those moments. Next year, if I was the OC, I'd tell Josh, don't take the ball or don't <clears throat> hand the ball off. If you need to run, just run it yourself. And secondly, this might be highly con- contra- controversial. We talk about playoff Josh. His stats are insanely awesome in the playoffs. And this is just my opinion, but I don't think that's coincidence. If he played with the same discipline and eliminated the unforced errors in the regular season as he does in the playoffs, he'd be MVP and we would have the one seed. If he treats the regular games like he does the playoff games, in my opinion, he easily cuts his INTs in half. We lost this game in large part because we lost critical players against Pittsburgh, and we could have avoided it altogether if Josh treats the regular season games like he does the playoff games. I was wondering what your thoughts on that were. Well, Justin, my thought on that is, I don't know, I would have traded an interception for eight yards per pass. Hmm. I mean, the the idea that they won the turnover battle, <laughs> they lost. It's a, it's another one of those examples where you know they didn't oh, turn the ball over at all. That's right. They won the turnover battle. They're out two playoff games. Yeah, right. I don't think I don't think they did against Pittsburgh if I remember correctly. Right. And on the um, one seed, I, I mean, it's back to back years where you lost at home. So like, I, I don't know. Like, what's right? Being the one they, seed, what would that mean? Are we just delaying you, it a week? Like, I don't, I don't know. You playing Kansas City next year? They come in as the four, and you're the one. And what happens? Or Burrow comes in, or I don't know what they would do against this Lamar team. What would they do? Would they play a conservative game? Would they would they want Allen to, to manage the game and take care of the football? I mean, sixteen throws behind the line of scrimmage. That's the number one reason he didn't throw a pick. They didn't they didn't even try to push the ball down the mm-hmm. field outside of those three plays, which were drops. I mean, he even did <coughs> he did well on those. I I don't know. So Sal, the, I, I'm not too hung up the, on on how he needs to play any differently. I, what what I want to do is make sure that he has everything he could possibly need at his disposal. And it's a second consecutive year where it's very clear he does not have those things. I agree. The caller started with, you got you can't take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. I Look, I understand. Like, they had a run at the end I didn't agree with, and you know James Cook could stop. Guys, in the final drive, they ran 14 plays. Josh Allen was a part of 12 of them. They only had two where he wasn't. He either threw the ball or ran the ball on 12 of them. I believe I tried to count it here mm. to make sure. But in 14 plays, here it is, ready? This is how it started. Allen pass, Allen pass, Allen pass, Allen pass, Allen run, Allen pass, Allen pass, Allen run, Allen pass, Allen pass, James Cook run, Allen pass, James Cook run, Allen pass, Allen pass, field goal attempt. They didn't take the ball out of his hands. Yep. Well, first and 10 at the 27 for one yard. That, that was the one. That was a tough, yes. that was a tough one. It's a tough one. But again, to me, you, like, put you behind the sticks. Yeah, so. we can talk about how the final drive went or how the game ended, but throughout the game, their right. their plan was on spots where you know you want to maybe try and hit them for play action on something deep. They ran it ten times on a second and favorable, and yeah. you know, well, it's just tough. It's tough. Is is that a well? Look, I mean, all that leads to the questions that are going to be arising coming up, which is you know, Joe Brady as offensive coordinator. Do you? Keep him? Is he the right guy? Do you go out? Do you get somebody else? These are all questions that now need to be answered, and all of these things that you're bringing up are a part of this. 
So also worth mentioning players that maybe have played their last game for the Bills. I mean, we know that Gabe sure. Davis's contract is up. Hyde and Poyer speaking yesterday. <laughs> it was more than just post game. It was a little bit about legacy. Jordan Poyer talking about when he and Micah Hyde met the year before he came to Buffalo and how he used to watch Micah play because one of his old coaches said, you play like 33 on Green Bay. So, you know, there's a little bit of appreciation, a lot of bit of appreciation for them. And also a sad reality that that this era of the Bills is about to go through maybe the biggest changes yet in terms of the core of the team. Yeah, that was the uh, theme in the locker room last night. Very dejected, obviously, players. And, um, you know, a lot of them spoke about how, you know, the, it's the nature of the business, but it always just sucks that there's going to be so many changes. There always are every year. Maybe there's more this year. Nobody said that specifically. But it's just that you know that there's always changes, and these are people that you fought with and grinded with since last April. And that's going to happen. And just to let everybody know, Jordan Poyer has one year left on his contract. Micah Hyde does not. His contract's up. I don't know what his plans are. I don't know you know, what the Bills' plans are there. Um, but you get the sense that this might have been it. And maybe it is for Jordan as well. Maybe they decide to go in a different direction at his age with one year left on his deal. Then you obviously have Gabe Davis. Um, there's guys like Dane Jackson who've been around a little bit. A.J. Epinesa, who was a higher draft pick, who's played out his four years now. Daquan Jones will be a free agent, a really nice player who really kind of came on. There's a lot of guys on this list. Um, they went out and they got Trent Sherfield, right? I mean, what for whatever, you know, he's a guy, one-year deal. Like, there's a lot of these guys who now they have to make, you know, a lot of decisions on coming up here. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. And um, it's going to be an interesting offseason for sure. Gabe Davis, as you mentioned. Um, I don't know. No, don't know what the plan is at wide receiver. Maybe they need a complete overhaul with the entire group. And, um, you know, how do you do that? Where where do you have the money to do that? What happens with Stefan Diggs? Well, for all the talk last year, you know, I mean, or is that are we going to revisit that again? I will say this. I want, you know, to so people know, remember last year, how the game, how the year ended with Cincinnati and game and, you know, Diggs on the sidelines and those images and then him leaving the locker room early. I, I was... I saw him as maybe one of the last. When I left locker room, he was still there, and I was there pretty late. Um, there were maybe five or six guys left, and he was still there, uh, sitting there. So, you know, j- just to make sure that, you know, th- there was nothing like any sort of reaction or scene we had last year. I don't know what that means. I'm not even trying to read into it myself. I just wanted to throw it out there that, you know, we don't know what the future holds for a lot of these people. Um, the Von Miller situation, both off the field and on the field, his money, his contract, these are a lot of things that are going to be answered. And I know that. You know, front office, coaching staff, special teams were not that good this year, guys. They had a really tough ending, obviously, of special teams. We know that. Um, You know, there could be staff changes coming there. I'm not even saying just specifically there. Position changes. There's always things like that that happen. So what's the schedule from here, Sal? Locker clean-out is when and and what? Today. Today. And the next 11 a.m. Exit meetings. So it's during the Extra Point show. So we're going to – yeah, we're going to – so that'll be – yeah, exactly what happened, Jeremy. What will happen is – um. The players will go through their exit meetings with their coaches in front office um, today. I, that, that's my understanding. It's how it usually works, so I shouldn't speak officially on that. But that's how it usually works on Locker Cleanout Day, which is um, we have open locker room for the media at 11 a.m. Um, that'll be during the Extra Point show. So um, I'll be down there. I think Joe's going to stick around. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work, but we'll be on the air. I'll be down there and uh, checking in on Locker Cleanout Day. And then... Not exactly sure when we're going to get Brandon Bean and or Sean McDermott. Usually it's within a few days after the season ends. So, you know, we'll keep everybody updated on that. All right. Very good. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline. Thank you, Sal. You got it. Bills lose to the Chiefs 27-24.
a missed kick along the way, plenty to get to, and, uh, you know, a season to pick apart. How'd it go? They were on the edge of missing the playoffs. They win the division. They fire their coordinator along the way. And uh, they end in a similar spot. <laughs> same round. Uh, very. It took the scenic route, Joe. It took the scenic route yeah. to, the, to the same spot. Uh, 803-0550. Your phone calls when we get back. We've got plenty of time here, and we'll uh, keep dipping into the phone calls for you. 803-0550, our number here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 